This is Raymond Cruz with North Texas Storytellers. I am going to be reading to you today a short story entitled Had I Locked My Door. Now, this is a story that I wrote around 2015. This would be considered a horror genre, or to simply put it, a creepypasta, if you're familiar with that term. Hopefully, you will enjoy this. Strange how paranoia can link up with reality now and then. That was a quote by Philip K. Dick from his story, A Scanner Darkly. My name is Connor. Up until today, my life was completely normal. Well, as normal as you can get. I'm your average 25-year-old male who graduated from the University of Washington a little over two years ago. I was born January 23, 1989, in a small town in Maine called Belmont fewer than a thousand residents, but I love the place. The only reason I came to Seattle was because of all the great job opportunities after college, but like all my other plans, things didn't go the way I hope. I'm currently working at the Bank of Pacific in Seattle. It's your normal bank holding company, and it's fairly boring, but it pays well, and I appear to be good at it, but it isn't what I wanted to do. I graduated with a bachelor's degree in computer science. I wanted to become a programmer, maybe make it famous as a man who created the next big thing, like John Carmack. But in the end, I landed a job at the bank. Not really the most entertaining life story ever, but I guess I'm not the in most entertaining person in the world either. Today was Friday. For the first time in a long time, I actually had after work plans. My friends and I were planning on going to see a movie later tonight and head out for drinks afterwards. To a lot of people, this might not seem like the greatest night ever, but I've gone three months without having a night out with my friends, and I needed one badly. But out of all the stuff I'd be doing tonight, there was one thing I was looking forward to even more. This girl I like, Renee, will be tagging along with the rest of us. And who knows, maybe if I make a good impression on her, next time it might just be the two of us. It had been a while since I even thought about love. I remember having a girlfriend in high school. We dated for around three months before she told me that she wasn't, it wasn't going to work out. I hadn't had a girlfriend since. Not because there wasn't anyone I liked, but because of how I took the breakup. She had it a lot easier than me. I won't be going into details. She brings up too many bad memories. It's been years since then. So I think it's about time I give dating another shot. As I started walking out of the building, I noticed the amount of police cars in the area. There were people gathered all around to see what exactly was going on, but the police didn't appear to be giving out any information at the time. It was probably some kind of car wreck or a fight that broke out. Either way, I had to get home and get ready. I own a blue 2004 Audi S4 sedan, and I'm one of those people who get overly attached to their car. It might not be the newest or most in shape cars out there. But this car has been with me for years now. So I get in the car, pull out of the parking lot, and head out. I had arrived at my rundown apartment complex around 3.30. The place wasn't in the best shape, but it didn't cost much. I had just graduated when I first started living here, and at the time it was all I could afford. A few years have passed since then, and this place makes me happy. 
and has other benefits as well. My apartment is at the end of the second floor hall, room 208. I put my key in the lock, only to find that it was already unlocked. It's this terrible habit I have, leaving the apartment unlocked from time to time. The dorms I used to live in at the college I went to had automatic locks, so I never needed to get used to locking it manually. My apartment itself was nearly as bad as the exterior. I was a slob. I had clothes lying everywhere, garbage next to the trash can, not in it, but literally sitting next to it. My bed wasn't made, dishes were piling up. I was living the carefree bachelor's life. If you're just now tuning in, this is Raymond Cruz with North Texas Storytellers, and I am currently reading a short story I wrote back in 2015 entitled Had I Locked My Door and now this is a little a little bit of a thriller story and so just keep that in mind rewind listen from the very beginning that way you can get the whole whole story and if you have been listening this whole time then stay tuned for part two of Had I Locked My Door The only thing I actually cared for was my home entertainment system. It was the Samsung 60-inch plasma TV, a PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, surround sound speakers all over the living room, my giant stack of DVDs and games. It cost me a fortune. Like I said, owning a dirt cheap apartment has its benefits. I thought it would probably be best if I wore clean clothes tonight because from all the magazines I've read, girls don't appear to be attracted to guys who wear the same pair of pants for an entire week. I decided to throw some clothes in the washer and dryer and took a shower in the meantime. About 30 minutes before I was supposed to leave, I was in the bathroom, brushing my teeth, enjoying the thought that soon I'd be at the movies with everyone. I'm staring into the mirror, brushing each tooth individually, counting each stroke, kind of like in that movie. What was it called? Stranger Than Fiction? Yeah, that was it. I'm nowhere near as insane as Will Ferrell is, though. As I continue brushing my teeth, I get a sudden chill. Have you ever gotten that feeling that you're being watched? Like someone was right behind you without you knowing? Like anyone would do. I take a look around me just to make sure that I wasn't being watched, even though I knew no one was. It's like getting soap in your eye while taking a shower. You close your eyes for a few seconds but then get the feeling that someone is right behind the curtain. As I look back into the mirror, I catch the slightest glimpse of a shadow outside my window in the living room. Well, at least I thought I did. I knew it wasn't possible. This was a second floor apartment. Getting up here would be very difficult. I brushed the feeling off and finished brushing my teeth. I had some time to kill, so I sit down on my pigsty of a couch and turn on my television. Up pops a news report about the serial killer that's been on the loose and how there's been another murder right outside my office. This is the third victim in the past two weeks. Reports say that the victim's family has been showing signs of insecurity, like they were being followed by someone. A chill runs down my spine. So the cops must have been doing as I walked outside the building. Just thought that a serial killer was anywhere near me gave me terrible thoughts. 
get him off my mind. I start channel surfing. Nothing really good was on. I flipped to AMC and it looked like they were airing The Rock. It's been years since I've seen that movie, but can't get lost in memories now. I've got to head out. Before I walk out the door, I take one look at myself in the mirror. Start posing like any guy would do. Yep, irresistible. One girl wouldn't want all of this. All of a sudden, I hear something. Kind of like the creaking sound you get when you walk on wood. And it had come from my closet. The building was old. Someone could walk on the floor at least 20 yards away and hear it from where you're standing. Walk over to my closet just to make sure nothing was in there and open it. Just as I thought, nothing. I closed the closet and headed out the front door, remembering to lock it this time, and head down the stairs. There was a group of teenagers hanging outside near the entrance of the complex, and my neighbor's dog was barking like crazy. It does that whenever it sees people it doesn't recognize. It gets annoying at times, because despite the few people that live in this building, we get a lot of visitors. Sometimes the dog will wake me up in the middle of the night when when a group of drivers jog past. Either way, I drive to the entrance and the teenagers make way for me to pass. On the way to the movie theater, I was being honked at by some idiot in the car behind me. I was going the speed limit. What did he want from me? I just want to check the mirror to see who the guy was. This one for a second. I could have swore I saw a face in the rearview mirror. Not mine, but someone else's. It was the briefest glimpse of one, but as soon as I saw the face, it was gone. I rubbed my eyes a little and blamed it on being tired. Being at work so early probably wasn't the best idea, especially if it's starting to make me hallucinate. I was about to consider going home to take a nap or something, but I had already arrived at the theater. I was standing outside where my friends waiting for me. Renee was there as well. Once I saw that beautiful brown hair and her smile, I knew I couldn't waste a night like tonight. I found a parking spot and met up with everyone. Apparently the movie had been delayed due to some problems with the projector. It looked like we were going out for drinks early. We all decided to carpool and head over to our favorite bar, Kells. We ordered a few rounds of our favorite ales, like the young people we are, start chugging them down. I had been hesitant to do so at first. I didn't know if Renee would find chugging beers to be a turn on for her, but to my surprise, she was chugging along with the rest of us. The bartender hadn't enforced the two drink per custom rule. We'd all be drunk and die in a fiery car wreck on the way to the theater. Before we left, I looked behind the bartender at the mounds of ale and liquor on the walls. That's when I noticed a mirror behind all the drinks. I could scarcely make out a man standing right behind me. I couldn't see his face clearly. This time I blamed it on alcohol. But just to make sure, I asked the bartender if he saw a man behind me a second ago. I really needed to figure out a way to stop these hallucinations from occurring. As we arrived at the theater, my friend Jeff hands us all our tickets. Up till this point, I had no idea what kind of movie we were going to see. After the ticket taker hands me back my movie ticket, I look down at it to check. 
Oh, hell no. Renee comes up to me, noticing my expression. Scared, she says, and smiles as she walks towards the theater. I knew I couldn't pass up this eerie feeling, because now I'm more paranoid than ever. The theater was having a horror feature night. My friends thought it would be a good idea to see a horror movie called Mirrors. Now I know movies like that can't possibly happen in real life. But you can't blame me for not wanting to look at another mirror for a while. Especially with the hallucinations I've been having today. More importantly though, there was one good thing that happened to me tonight. Renee had such a good time with me. We scheduled another date to go out for dinner next week. This time, it'd be just the two of us. We had it all planned out. We'd meet each other next Friday night at Olive Garden. Just like me, she loved Italian food. Maybe catch a movie if it hadn't gotten too late. And after that, maybe we might start dating regularly. On the way home, I noticed how foggy it had gotten. Usually I wouldn't think about it too much, but it's the middle of the summer. And here in Seattle, we don't get too much fog through the city lights and everything. It was actually starting to creep me out. I had never been the biggest fan of fog. Tons of accidents happen due to the idiot drivers who forget to turn on their lights and end up colliding with another car. But driving alone in the fog after watching a horror movie can make you paranoid beyond belief. I might not seem like it, but I'm a horror movie expert. Everything I'm doing at the moment is screaming code red, but there was no one I could really drive home with. If I had asked Renee to come with me, that might have given her the wrong idea and ruined all the chance I have with her. The drive home was really quiet. It had been that late at night. There are usually people driving down the streets at, until at least midnight. With all this freaky stuff that happened today, I might actually be in a horror movie myself. Then, upon instinct, I check my rearview mirror. Did you ever watch that television series, The Twilight Zone? I distinctly remember an episode about a girl who decided to take a trip across the states. And there would always be a man popping up everywhere, just out of the blue. There, sitting in the back, was a man. At least, I think it was a man. He was covered in a silhouette of darkness, but the figure looked like that of a male. For ten seconds, I just stared. I couldn't speak, move, or even breathe. I just looked into the mirror and watched as the man sat there silently. I quickly turned around, only to find nothing but empty food bags and other garbage. This was getting out of hand. I couldn't handle what was going on. My mind couldn't comprehend what was happening. It wasn't my brain's fault. I can't blame it on being tired anymore, because at that moment, I was wide awake, and all I could think about was getting home as soon as possible. I sped up, and in a matter of minutes I was home. I checked in my side view mirror this time. About 30 feet away, I saw a distinct figure walking slowly to my car. I got out of the car as fast as I could and bolted up the stairs to my floor. I look over the railing. This time I knew he was real. I see him by the car slowly walking towards the stairs. He was after me. I started slamming on all my neighbor's doors, begging for help, but no one came to help me. I look over my shoulder. The man was walking up the stairs. I ran to my door 
and bolted inside my apartment, slammed the door shut, got into my closet, and just waited. It felt like an eternity. I waited in that closet, hoping for some sign that I would be okay. I hear the neighbor's dog barking outside my apartment, and that can only mean that it sees the man as well. So I know I'm not going crazy. He is, in fact, real. What was going to happen to me? Was he going to kill me? Then the barking stops. Everything around me goes cold. I hear footsteps on the other side of the wall. It was him. I kept praying to myself, hoping that everything would be alright. Footsteps stopped right outside my front door. And I realized something. Had I locked my door, 